All righty. You yeah. ready? Yeah. Then welcome. To another. Episode. Of? Driving to the res. From your favorite hosts. No, with your favorite hosts. Oh, with your favorite hosts. Larry. And Inelia. Okay. Nice job. Yeah, and I pronounced my name perfectly well. You learned it over time. Yes. <laughs> Success. I shall call you Lorenzo. Okay. <laughs> I probably might not like Answer notice. To it. <laughs> yeah. Might take me a little while. Oh, Lauren. Hey, Lauren. No. <laughs> uh, you know, if you keep doing it, you might find you will be successful. Yeah, you must probably. Just do it and mm-hmm. do it and repeat mm-hmm. it, and then let me know that that's what you're expecting. And after yes. a while, hey, Bazaar. <laughs> you nearly said what? <laughs> you nearly said what? <laughs> What? That's <laughs> no. what you get called in the Coast Guard. Yes. They call you by your last name. Uh-huh. In school. And school, too. Mm, huh? Yeah, I can't remember. That's been too long. Mm. Anyway. Yes. I think the topic for um, today, our podcast today, is super interesting. Personally, I think it's very, very interesting. And absolutely something we have been talking about for months. I thought, I think so too, and especially having come in after our Monday and Tuesday today, you know, yesterday we did a after party from our podcast. Mm-hmm. Where so, did you do it? So I don't know if you know or not, but on um, Subscribe Star. For the second hour? For our second hour podcast subscribers mm-hmm. and walk with me now, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, we do an after party where we sort of go in depth a little bit about our conversation Mm. like about our podcast whatever we talked about in the newsletter or we talked about in the podcast or the second hour all that up on the table to like you know sort of have after after party and say hey you know i was thinking the same thing or basically Mm -hmm. we connect as a group and um it's kind of fun and it's nice to be you know with your tribe i guess that's the way to say it yeah you could talk about these things yeah. Whatever it happens to be, and Romeo will knock the table all day. <laughs> yes. And it was it was a nice gathering. You know, it was nice. Yeah. At the end of it, you felt good. Like, that feels nice. It feels if indivi- nice. If individuals want to have that experience, where do they go? Well, I was going to say Tuesday, which was today, this morning, I had a second, which was a um, after study, a study party. Mm-hmm. Because we also have a monthly class, right, at Subscribestar. Yes, and work with me now. Right. And that class, you know, it lasts about an hour of us. Talking about whatever the topic the lecture, is. Last yeah. lecture was about animal communication, right? And then, a and then an and hour answer. of question and answers. And, you know, it sometimes goes over. Mm-hmm. usually goes over a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> right. So we also had a study group to study or follow up on the... Um, more in-depth? I wouldn't say more in-depth. It was more like you've taken the class, you've heard it, you've understood it, maybe you've applied it, and maybe uh, you have questions about or... Uh, successes to share mm. it was like you gathered together and you had a little study group about it it's like hey yeah. i did this i did this this is what i had and we talked about 50 percent animal communication and 50 percent communication with broader everything nice. so it was a nice nice, nice morning experience. chat also so yeah. i'm finding that f- fulfilling you know nice and rewarding yeah and it leads into what our podcast is about this week which yes. is Success, in a sense, right? Are we successful? Yeah, by what measuring stick? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give it a read. Okay. No, no skipping the reading part this time. 
Okay. That upset me. Oh, sorry, darling. It's yeah. okay. Okay. There are, there are an overwhelming amount of teachings focused on achieving success on Earth. We're artists of the light and are here for success in co-creating a light paradigm within this timeline of experience. Right. So even saying that, where our measure of success is in co-creating a light paradigm yes. in this timeline. But well, what exactly do we use to measure this success? Yeah, because uh, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, yeah. So. Yes, this is a conversation Larry, myself, and the team have been having for quite some time now. How do light workers such as ourselves measure success with a, within a light dark paradigm and a power over others paradigm? Exactly. It's like you're really successful in the power of others para- paradigm. <laughs> Yay! Good job. Well, I mean, that's normal yes. measuring sticks. How do we measure the success of bringing the message of empowerment to the masses or in raising the vibrational frequency of Earth? Yes. You know, I've seen the little thing that has a Schumann resonance indicator and it says there's a frequency of the Earth. But I don't know that it actually is changing, but I know it gets louder every now and again. That's true. And I think that was related to the sunbursts of whatever's. Right, right. So, I mean, we couldn't use that. No. So we're, we're, we're it's looking. like, yeah, it's like, yeah. how about this? How about this? Maybe Can I this. tell you what success is to me? Okay. All right. Success to me is very subjective. It is very much attached to life force and evidence of the level of high frequency in a person's life. Success would look like a person who is in charge of their journey and carries it out with ease. At the same time, objective evidence has to be present and include an innate ease in navigating a light-dark paradigm. After all, we're the light path makers of the new paradigm. Hey, hey, hey. Yes? There is light in the yes. light-dark paradigm. Yeah, I know. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes, most every time we forget. Yes. Almost always that's yes. the thing that you forget. Yes. So ease in the path mm-hmm. that you take, right? Yes. Uh, no unnecessarily unnecessary darkness. But also being charge of the path you take, right? Actually picking it? Yes, actually uh-huh. picking it and traveling it of your own volition and your own choices, conscious choices. That is really important because many times when we, to me, when a person is following somebody else's path. To repeat it, replicate it. Or even just instructions of what the path of success should be. Yeah. When I look at them, I can see certain aspects of the game theory. Ding, ding, dings. You know, like, yeah, you achieved it. Yeah, you achieved you it. You did it. You did it. You, you win. Did it, you win. Yeah. But it's so transient and <laughs> it doesn't really indicate yeah. success to me. Well, I have, I have a story. Okay. A short, short, short one. A friend of mine who we went fishing with a few times, mm-hmm. uh, he bought... Well, from the very first day he went fishing, his dream was to have a certain boat, right? Okay. And it's a big kind that goes in Bristol Bay. It goes fast. Mm -hmm. Big diesel engine. It's it's like 30, 40 miles an hour. And it just looks like a spaceship. You know which one I'm talking about? The big squarish looking giant. It's a giant little boat. (laughs) It's the best way to describe it. Okay. Remember, it was the boy whose boat is t- tied up next to us as the giant black one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, his boat, 
his new boat. Oh, the new boat. Yes, yeah, yes, that yes. was his yes, dream yes, is to get one of those, yeah. right? Okay. His dream, his absolute dream, and mm-hmm. to have his kids fishing with him. Okay. And so he was walking down the dock, and he was upset. And uh, When did this happen? Oh, it was a month or two ago. Okay. Maybe a year. Okay. Somewhere between a year and a month. Okay. He was walking down the dock, and he had a lot of stress and pressure and this and that and the other thing. And I was asking him, so what's going on? And he was like, this and that and the other thing about this and that and the other thing. I said... About, you know, your new boat and all that. He's like, yeah. And then I'm stirred about this. I was like, this is what you always dreamed about is having that, right? He said, yeah. So you did it. You won. That's it. Everything now from here out is ice cream, right? And frosting. It's like, if you go catch fish with it, who? I mean, it's okay. Cool. But you got <laughs> it, right? But your boys want to fish on it, right? So you just got everything you dreamed for. Yes. Are you happy? Are you happy? Because he was so miserable. Right. <laughs> it's like... Maybe you should be happy for a minute. Just like yes. take the win. Take the win. Take the win. You got it. You got the boat you always dreamed of and the kids that want to fish it. Yes. So do it. What did he say? He took a pause and he was like, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and he could ease into his journey again because yes. he had, you know, it felt to be that he had forgotten that with his dream. Yes. Sometimes you do. There, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He was successful by his measure. Mm-hmm. But he tossed his measuring stick when he got his success. Right, right, yeah. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. How do we measure the success of bringing the message of empowerment to the masses or in raising the vibrational frequency of the earth? Success to me is very subjective. It is very much attached to life force and evidence of the level of high frequency in a person's life. Success would look like a person who is in charge of their journey and carries it out with ease. At the same time, Objective evidence has to be present and include an innate ease in navigating light-dark paradigm. After all, we are the light path makers of the new paradigm. So we already did that part. (laughs) Yeah, but it's worth repeating. Whenever I heard of a spiritual or empowerment teacher that I'm not familiar with, the first thing I do is look at their personal life. I look at their employees, their centers, schools and such. If I see individuals who are relaxed, happy, physically and energetically healthy, then I become interested in their teachings. These things I interpret as evidence of the life force and high frequency around them. Of course, a master of a single craft is likely only successful in their craft, while the rest of their life may be a mess. Would we say that this is true success when this happens? I, yeah, I think it brings me to mind the sword makers in Japan or something who spend their entire life making a sword, one mm-hmm. sword, yeah, to the exclusion of all else, right? Mm. Or or people who do that type of activity where it's just a tiny little narrow thing and that's the entirety of their mm-hmm. experience. Maybe individually successful in a sense by their stick, right? Well, sometimes. That's why I said sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. I have seen both. I've seen individuals who are very, very, very focused on one thing, one craft, um, could be physics, chemistry, could be like painting or um, model making, or could be like a lawyer or an accountant, a doctor. And they're very, very, very focused on that thing to the exclusion, exclusion yeah. of everything else in their life. For them, often that exclusion doesn't mean anything, but that's very rare. Like the, they're fo- fo- completely 100% focused on their thing that they chose to be successful at. 
and nothing else really matters. Right, but that there are very small number of people who are like that. I have met one <laughs> in my entire life, right? I mean, my mid fifties, I think, maybe late fifties. I don't know, something like that. You're in fifty. Anyways, I've met one person who was like that and, and successful. He, and he was successful, successful right? in that, extremely successful, very successful, very happy. He considered. Entering a different path in life or adding a person to it, like in a, uh, entering a marriage. And it turned out that would not have been very good. So it didn't happen. And he dropped it. So he continued being very happy, very successful in his craft. And... The rest of the individuals that I have seen do that, just concentrated on the one thing and not really paying much attention to everything else or sacrificing everything else, they haven't been happy. So to me, that data would express the fact that, generally speaking, is not it isn't conducive, a good yeah. to high frequency and yes. high life force. Right. High frequency around them and light and mm -hmm. um, giant life force. Right. 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 They might have a lot of life force, but they don't have high frequency around them. That no, kind of exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I understand. Mm -hmm. They may have had the singular experience they are completely after, but most people don't come for just that one singular experience. Right. They want that plus yeah. all the other stuff. Exactly, they do. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. For us, Larry, the team and I, success needs to express in every single aspect of life when people are looking at well, yes. our lives, right? Why? Because we teach sovereignty in all of life, not just one aspect of it. You know, and this reminds me um, a little bit about when I first was asked to go public and I started the website and everything, yep. a lot of people would call me a spiritual teacher. Yeah. That never resonated with me fully. I mean, people could call me whatever they wanted and right. they did, but it never actually resonated with me because I, I often kept telling them, it's not just about spirituality, it's about life. And in fact, the very first course that I put out there, the... Um, Ascension One One course. Even the name would like um, be conducive to thinking it's about spirituality, right? But actually, it's very much about all of life: physical body, your mind, your feelings, your goals, and everything. Not just spiritual things. So, for me, it's like as a reflection of success, we, it would have to be all of life, not just one thing. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. But what is our measuring stick? Yeah, in our conversation, right? Yes, in, in our, our conversation, conversation. Of what will we use for a measuring stick? Yes. To yeah. say, yes, this is the right thing to be doing. No, this ain't the right thing to be doing. Right. So, yeah. interestingly enough. Ilya shared... Krishna Mutri's most famous quote with me the other day. It says, It is no measure of health to be well adjusted to a profoundly sick society. He was using this to understand our reported numbers of subscribers on the internet. 
the numbers are not increasing as we had hoped to use as, as a measure of our success because we decided let's measure our success by how many subscribers we can get. Let's get 2 million subscribers to reach 2.5 billion people. Anyways, by now we had planned, like I just mentioned, for 2 million subscribers in our newsletter, for example. But since we put in this goal... We have not increased our numbers in any significant way. Single digits up and down, which is itself pretty remarkable if you think about <laughs> it, since it would be really hard to produce the content we do in the methods and variety of places we do and still have the subscribers remain precisely the same over our course of years. Yeah, it's almost ridiculously impossible. It's like yes. if you did nothing or... Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever you could come up with, I think whatever I'm going to do, I want those numbers to stay exactly the same. same. What do you What do you think you would have to do to try and achieve that for a marketer? Right. Like, right. ooh, geez, hey, you can't be you can't write too good of an article, honey. I might get too many eyes. You can't write it too badly <laughs> because you'll lose too many eyes. No, so like you have that. to write it exactly right. So, so you know, and then when you talk, you know, you probably have to be careful not to get a pretty microphone. It has uh-huh. all these pretty colors. Right. Because you might attract too many people who like pretty colors. Right, maybe. You have to be careful yeah, be not careful to get the... No. Yes. Know, it's impossible. <laughs> impossible. <clears throat> I really like the quote, yeah. yet I'm sure many people interpret it differently. So I researched the teacher and the quote to see what was meant by it. It appears that Krishnamutri never said the words. How could it be a quote then? <laughs> but the words were a summary of various sentences he did say when talking about mental illness. Yeah. One of them was... And this is really important. He was literally talking about mental illness. Yeah, okay? mentally ill people. Yes, he talked a lot about that, actually. Okay. In society, healthy... Is, is society, society healthy that an individual should return to it? Has not society itself helped to make the individual unhealthy? Of course, unhealthy must be made healthy. That goes without saying. But why should the individual adjust himself to an unhealthy society? If he is healthy, he will not be part of it. Without first questioning the health of a society, what is the good of helping misfits to conform to society? I like that <laughs> part in the middle. If he is healthy, he will not be part of it. Exactly. But it doesn't mean if you're mentally ill, that's healthy. No, no, no. It doesn't. No. It means that would be a natural consequence of a unhealthy society. Healthy person being engaged with in a unhealthy society. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Well, a healthy person would not engage with society, so the healthy or not healthy part of them would not come into question because nobody would really pay any attention to them. Well, I guess it matters our definition of what a healthy person is. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. A person... Anyway, yeah, we kind of get it. It's like, that's the problem with the quote yes. and the detail. Yes. Is without the context... It's very easy and to without the entirety, yeah. you can apply a lot of meanings to it that are all variety, a huge variety of meanings. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. When I became conscious and aware. Wait, wait. Oh, forgot wait. you were growing up still. Oh, yeah. I'm growing up. So that's the quote. Yeah, that's a quote. Growing up and for all of my early adult years, I struggled with what was the measure of success. I really did. I don't know about you. We've seen some photographs coming up on your screen just now of your success, right? There was a photograph of you in the Coast Guard and you looked very happy. You did actually look happy in that that Yeah, it was just a brand. When you first get out of boot camp, Mm -hmm. you are 
Superman. Let me tell you, Superman. Yes. And you're squared away, and all your stuff is in a line like it's supposed to be. Yeah. And your uniform is all perfect like it's supposed to be, and your boots have a little shine on them like they're supposed to be. Yes. And then you get there, and, you know, the measure of success. Changes. Leaving boot camp. Uh-huh. At boot camp, and then at your new station. Massive, radical, different. Oh, geez. It's like all the stuff you did. Ain't worth a nothing there. <laughs> As a matter of fact, having shiny boots is bad. Oh, no. <laughs> they call you a boot. Oh, no. Which is a negative the thing. Yeah. yeah. You're a, you're a, a dumb person yeah. wasting his time on boot camp activities. And this is the real world. We don't worry about shiny boots, boots here. Yeah. But if you don't have shiny boots and you go to your inspection, then they do worry about it. Oh, my goodness. So you don't know what to worry about anymore. You're right. all lost in space. Your new measuring stick is... All over the place. It's all over the place. <laughs> yes. But what about you? At that moment, you? I was very happy. Yeah, yeah you looked very because happy. I had succeeded and picked my station, and everything was like, "Hey, this is exactly what I asked for." Yeah. Yeah. And then the other boat. Uh, when we bought the North, uh-huh. when I say we, I mean my crew that came with me, uh-huh. and we rigged it and bought it and put it together and brought it out and all the other things, and we had a dream one day. One thing, one time, can we just fill this boat all the way to the top over to flow it? It seems an impossible task. Yeah. There's... It's a big boat. <laughs> practically no way that could ever happen. Mm-hmm. And if it did, it'd be a miracle. But right. can we just fill it with all the way to the top over the top? Right. And we did. Yeah, and the photographs took came out. Eight, eight years or six, eight wow. years, ten years, something like that. But mm-hmm. we used... a. Uh, Qigong meditation chant mm-hmm. and a midwater net yeah. and a perfect coordination of the regulations and the season and the time. Everything worked together perfectly and the boat got full every square all inch the all the way out over the top. Yes. It was it's amazing. Amazing, yeah. yeah. So you succeeded. Succeeded, yeah. yeah. How did that feel? That felt excellent, really. Yeah. It was like, wow actually did it yeah and how does it feel now still Still excellent yeah Yeah. that's really good that's a nice yeah yes can't undo that that's done Mm -hmm. that one's in the bag (laughs) that boat filled to the top and over the top i don't ever have to do it again yes yeah i already did it that's good and i do not want honestly yeah to buy a bigger boat. <laughs> like, okay, good enough. Let's <laughs> call that good. Oh my you know, the funny thing about that, what? this is a little side story. So uh, some years ago, there was an earthquake in Kobe, Japan. Yes. Which seems like here we are in Niabe, Washington. That should affect you. affect you as zero. Mm-hmm. Even if you think maybe there's tsunami or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't. It's just they had a giant earthquake in Kobe. Mm-hmm. And it flattened the market over there. Which, it turns out, is where all the sea urchins we gathered went. Oh, boy. Who would have guessed? (laughs) The sea urchins that we grab on the bottom of the ocean in our diving mask and bring up to our little boat and then drive it to the dock. And there's this truck comes from somewhere, a whole bunch of different trucks that picks it up, takes it to Seattle. And then they open it up and they take the guts out, put it in a little tray, and then they put it in a thing and they send it to Kobe. And in Japan is where they sell it. Wow. Which, when there is no Kobe, it means that nobody wants urchins. They can't buy urchins because there's nowhere to buy them because they didn't have a second place. Wow. So what we used to have and get $3, $4, $5 a pound for, we would get zero or maybe 25 cents. (gasps) 
because they didn't know and couldn't do anything with it. So why do they want? They can't do anything with it. Can't mm-hmm. freeze it. Can't save it. If you no, buy it, you can't. Yeah. What that meant was, uh, it was like we'd had an earthquake in Nia Bay yeah. and flattened all the boats and sunk them. So I had to go to Alaska. And I went to Alaska. Well, I didn't have to. No, you chose to go to Alaska. Yes. We've been working on a language thing. The language. Language yeah. of how you talk mm. about yourself. Yeah. Right. Anyway, in this case, I chose, I think I will go to Alaska. I always wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I think I'll work on a giant ship because I love being on a giant ship. Mm-hmm. You know that, don't you, honey? <laughs> yes. Yes. And I got there and... Um, it's like four or five hundred foot ship. It's giant, right? Big, yes. They have a fish hole on that thing. Yes. It's a freezer. Uh-huh. And we're going fishing on this giant ship to fill it up. Wow. And uh, when you get into the fish hole, the freezer, you can't see to the roof. It's so far up. Wow. Can you imagine how big you that is? You can only barely conceive of it, let wow. me tell you. And the thought or the, the idea that you could even ever fill that up was impossible to imagine. Wow. And when it was happening and it was filling up and we were getting boxes full and it was making up to the roof and I was watching the guys stuff them in little cracks and crannies mm-hmm. to try and make more, get more to fit. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Really? <laughs> it's, like, it's not just fill it up like normal. It's like fill it up and fit all the little cracks and the crevices and everything oh to get the goodness. maximum number of boxes per, oh all the way full and out the top wow. of a giant ship. Wow. And that was only one of four or five trips that, I mean, that's every trip. Wow. To fill it all the way to the top and out the top. I'm like, holy moly. And they didn't measure that as success. One full out the top, that was a success? No. That was only a tiny measure of successful trip. Their successful trip is that needs to happen five or six times in a row. Wow. <laughs> Something like that. It is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it really shows a different yardstick. And That's a different yardstick, yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah. All right, let me read this little bit again. Okay, okay. Growing up, and for all of my early adult years, I struggled with what was the measure of success. What was I supposed to aim for? How would I measure what I thought I was supposed to be doing? I looked for guidance from my parents and teachers, but over and over again I could see that they were not succeeding by any measure. Not only not succeeding in their personal goals, but also not succeeding in life. When I became conscious and aware of what was expected of me by the human collective, rather than my parents or teachers, things changed a little bit. Mm, Good. Instead of pursuing what I had been told, in other words, to pursue those things that would make me happy, a contradiction in itself, as happiness does not come from external transient experiences... I decided to use a different measuring stick. This stick came with a sentence. Does me doing XYZ facilitate and accelerate the delivery of a message of empowerment or not? Of course, the delivery of the message of empowerment is not everyone's reason to be here. Most light workers are here to express their highest frequency and have that frequency reflected back to them in physical experiences. A more useful universal measuring stick for your day, actions, feelings, thoughts, and creations might be something like, if I do X, Y, Z, does it facilitate and accelerate my expression and the physical reflection of my highest frequency? 
That might be a mouthful. One of the things that popped wait, wait, up wait, for wait, me. Wait. What? It might be a mouthful. Why? Well, I love it. It's very precise. It has the yeah. precision of a, like a magical spell, you know? It is. Where it hasn't got room for a wiggle of the wrong mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's worth mentioning that that's what it is. That's why it's worded that way, so that it is it has yes, precision. It is precise, It needs yeah. precision. And yeah. precision requires language. Language has mm-hmm. a meaning. And in this case, this means something. So take it on board like it's written. Yes. Try not to like, I'll just. And the other thing. Okay. That is often misinterpreted. Okay. Is that people think that this sentence is only used for very major decisions in life. Yes. However, this is a sentence to use from the moment you get up in the morning. If I stay in bed an extra while, five minutes, ten minutes, two hours, does it facilitate and accelerate my expression of the physical refraction of my highest frequency? Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. And sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it doesn't. That's why you ask it every time. That's why you ask it every time. If you're going to eat ice cream, (laughs) right? Yes. Does this facilitate and accelerate my expression and the physical reflection of my highest frequency? Sometimes it does. Maybe sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it doesn't. I mowed the grass this morning. Today I've looked at it. I asked about that. I thought, yes, this time it does for sure. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. a, I'm going to martyr myself. It wasn't a, I got a blah, blah. It wasn't a, this is a chore I have to do or else X, Y. It was a, this is a nice thing and I want to do it. I want to try out my mower and it's a beautiful yeah. sunny afternoon. I like to do something physical outside. Mm-hmm. How is that a reflection or facilitating my expression of higher frequency and something. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not like I went out there with a, um, um, like scissors and made a ugly design in there or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> I made it pleasant to feel and look at. Yeah. Yeah. So good. It did. So yeah, the yeah. answer was yes. Yes. So that's really important. Right. It's not just a giant thing. Should mm-hmm. I buy this house or not? Right. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that it's a very personal question to ask ourselves and it's not something that for example somebody comes up to you and says hey do you want to go out with me and you say to them (laughs) and you say to them let me see if it facilitates and accelerates my expression of the physical reflection of higher frequency. Hold on a moment. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I've got to evaluate this based on my and Furthermore, this is something that I wanted to talk about during our podcast, not so much in the written one. Very, very important. Yes. When we're looking at group actions. Yes. If we do X, Y, Z, does it facilitate and accelerate our expression of the physical reflection of our highest frequency? So use our? Yes. Okay. Okay, and I wanted to keep that for the podcast because the um, the newsletter, like first go, a person gets the niggle or is committed to listening to the podcast around it. That's the person who's going already ready to start working and collaborating with others in their life. Yep, it's just something that happens. It just happens. <laughs> it just happens. It's irresistible. Irresistible. <laughs> okay. One of the things that popped up for me when looking at this topic was that the way I have been measuring things is prior to doing the thing. 
while society measures things after the person has done them. Cause effect. Yeah. Yep. So a person gets into Stanford, people go, yeah, they got into Stanford. Yay. Wow. Fantastic. Okay. Society measures it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, when I knew I had the possibility and I would have got in, I looked and I thought to myself, does getting into Stanford... Well, your version support. of that would be something else, right? Yeah. Support and facilitate the delivering the message of empowerment to the masses. And it was a no. No, most resoundedly no. It was the opposite. So, ah, dang it. That's God not fair. Dang. <laughs> that's not fair. I wanted to do it. But that's um, for you, not everybody. No, no, not for yeah. everybody, right? For some of so maybe yes, but yeah, it's exactly. like that's the question you ask. Yeah, exactly. It's very personal. And you could you could do, if if I uh, go to Stanford or get into Stanford, does it facilitate and accelerate my expression and the physical reflection of my highest frequency? Or you could do, like, if you're already in a tribe, family group that is working together to create and co-create the high-frequency paradigm here on Earth, you could say, if I go to Stanford, does it facilitate and accelerate our expression and the physical reflection of our highest frequency. Okay. All right. That's just instructions and about it, right? Okay. And I really want people to do this. Okay. Okay. For the next year. Oh, yeah. So it's measured before, right? You measure it before and you test it and you, you use your truth thing exercise and you know a yes or no. You know it. It's a knowing. It's not a belief. So, it's a knowing. So you measure it before you do it, not yes. after you've done it. Exactly. And society might go, oh, you loser, you didn't get in, you even didn't apply, what a loser, a waster. So they're measuring you by their measuring stick. It kind right. of reminds me of that broken, that horse with a broken leg thing. Yeah, a little bit. It's a little bit like yeah, that. Roughly, maybe not. I mean. <laughs> you do know, though. You do know what the success is beforehand. It's not like with the horse and the broken earth, they didn't know what the success was. You just looking back, 2020 vision, you could see it. Well, but, the horse thing, it was that because they didn't measure, they measured how successful it was after all the things were said and done. Right. Then they not said, before. see, it was a good thing. Yeah, but not before. Not before. No, right. before they before. said it was bad or terrible. Right. So, for the next year, I would like you to try this out. So, it's April 2023. I want you to try it out until April 2024. Try out changing the measuring stick to check him before you do things, or even while you're doing them, rather than afterwards. Does this negate the Krishna Mutri measuring stick of sick person justifiably so in a sick society? Sometimes, but not always. For example... Being financial, financially successful facilitates your physical comfort, which allows you to spend more time in your good works, pursuing financial success as the ultimate goal, rather than what it can facilitate for you, will be unlikely to have high frequency results. For our example of using someone else's measuring stick of success as public speakers, we have used internet statistics and analytics, as well as income to measure our success in delivering the message of empowerment in today's society. However, we have found that the direct result of using that measuring stick has been shadow banning, censorship, and numbers that are allegedly staying the same over years of work, yet 
when we look at our lives and those around us connected to the work we do, they're filled with ease, love, companionship, inspiration, financial support and enthusiasm and definitely an increasing amount of allies and co-creators. That's just one example. And we will explore this further in our podcast. We should have! In our second hour podcast. Yes. I imagine Ilya and Alina have a ton of questions since we've been working talking and talking about, about this for some time now. Yes, we have. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's going to be fun. So if you want to, if you want to explore this further with us, mm-hmm. if you want to have things like after parties, if you want to have yeah. things like uh, monthly classes, if you want to have study groups, if you like joining your tribe in your community and mm-hmm. being able to talk to people and share your high frequency enthusiasm of, with light and and if doing so and if doing so facilitates, facilitates and, accelerates and accelerates your expression, expression of the physical, physical reflection, reflection of your, of your highest, highest frequency, frequency then join then do us. it <laughs> <laughs> okay love you honey love you too mm.